So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial chips with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, our position is. So this was an interview with Paul Manafort from earlier by on CBS This Morning. That sounds like a person lying. Welcome to The Wiretap, episode 22. Today's October 30th, 2017. We just got word today about the indictments from the Mueller investigation against Paul Manafort. What you heard was Paul Manafort saying that his position was that there are no financial ties to Russian oligarchs. That is a lie. Let me read you this first paragraph from the Washington Post today. After speculation that consumed Washington all weekend, Special Counsel Robert S. Mueller III unsealed an indictment on Monday of former Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort and his longtime business partner Rick Gates, who also worked for the campaign. But the stealth bombshell of the day may end up being Mueller's other announcement, that George Papadopoulos a former foreign policy advisor for the Trump campaign, has already pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about attempts to broker meetings between Russian officials and the campaign. It appears Papadopoulos is cooperating with investigators. Ah! It finally happened, Chad. Yes, you finally introduced me to the show. (laughs) After five minutes. I'm sorry. Um, so, um, yeah, no, it's it's good, and this isn't this is just the tip of the iceberg, and that doesn't mean they're not going to be charged with other things either. It just means that they were running out of time for possible limitations on certain tax crimes, so the statute of limitations were coming up, and I think Mueller needed to to show something because the heat was getting to him, and so so this is what we came up with, and and it's. Huge news. We knew. I kind of knew that Manafort was going to end up getting arrested. I didn't know that it was going to be Gates, and I didn't know that it was going to be Papadopoulos. I think we, we, I heard- we had a running list of either Michael Flynn. We knew Manafort was dirty. Manafort was dirty, and he's been dirty for years. You told yeah. me about the documentary about Get Me Roger Stone. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I forget who what, what the third person is, but Manafort and Roger Stone we're dealing in dirty politics for since the eighties, basically Mm -hmm. Uh, just the, the worst kind of crony capitalism that, that you can expect. So we knew that Manafort was going down when he got the no knock uh, visit from the FBI. Now, apparently Mm -hmm. what was, what was Manafort's bail set at $2 million? Um, yeah, we can, uh, we can get to that in a a second. What I, what I think we should talk about is the fact that, um, you know, number one, like I said, the charges don't immediately, uh, you know, mean that he's going to go to jail. Um, and that doesn't mean that he's the final target. Um, no, but you, the other don't, thing- you, don't, you don't get an approval from the Department of Justice without having a strong case. Well, no, no. I mean, uh, the grand jury and the indictment through the grand jury is definitely... But financial crimes are really hard to prove. Uh, but if you can get the records you need, you can proceed. So um, we'll see. So I think what what that means is that the the evidence 
that they have is most likely to prove that there's a Trump-Russia conspiracy that involves words said between persons, not documents. Yeah. And that's so because words often have no printed record, you have to tackle documentable crimes first and then testimonial ones. So uh, and just this, assuming and this this yeah. whole deal was so sloppily done. They didn't they it's like they left tracks in the snow and then bothered to cover them up. Yeah. Afterwards, especially Don Jr. And when when Trump tweeted today, no collusion. Your son just admitted there was collusion. Yeah. Well, the thing is is that he'll he'll get his eventually. I think the what we're finding out Here's the thing. We knew Manafort was going to go. We knew it might be someone lower, but the Trump card was Papadopoulos. Yeah. And the guy's 30 years old, practically a baby. Right. In in way over his head. And I'm sure what the FBI is saying is that, listen, kid, you got your whole future ahead of you. We, we, We don't want you. You lied to us. But, you know... Let's not ruin your life. We want somebody bigger. Who's the bigger fish? Well, right. And be see, seen. <laughs> well, to well be seen. I think here's the thing. So we know that Papadopoulos was arrested on July 27, 2017. Yeah, months and ago. He pled gu- right. And then he pled guilty to making false statements October 5th. So at the time he pled guilty, the government requested that his guilty plea be sealed, uh, invisible to the general public. So they said in the document that he was a proactive cooperator. So in this context, it means that it's someone who's willing and able to wear a wire to help the government get more information. So That's what a the question is, between is. October 5th and today, who did, oh, no, even, who did Papadopoulos even before that. Oh, you're right, you're right. Even so before who, who did Papadopoulos so the, talk to the last couple of months? Right. So, uh, he, but he could have uh, started cooperating yeah immediately so it could be it could be anything um there's every reason to think that papadopoulos was wired for sound not too far after his arrest at dulles airport Mm -hmm. so for papadopoulos to get his october 5th plea one of two things had to happen the feds already had good sound from him or he'd made a sufficient proffer establishing that he could get good sound for them, viable evidence shortly after October 5th. If it's the former, Papadopoulos gave Mueller evidence he now holds that's critical of the investigation. If it's the latter, it means that Papadopoulos convinced law enforcement that he was, still has access to the people who are high up on the Trump team. But here's the key. Either way, it means the White House is disassembling when it says that Papadopoulos was a minor Trump team figure. In fact, Papadopoulos still had consequential access to Trump officials this October, 18 months after he became uh, a Trump team member. Hmm. So the news of proactive cooperation means Mueller has more than we know, and Papadopoulos was far more critical than we're being told. Yeah, so the naysayers are going to say, oh, that's it. Uh, Trump wasn't even named in the indictment. Oh, and, and of course, the narrative is changing to distance yourself distance Trump from anything that Manafort did. But no, there's but more he was, to it. He was mentioned. He was mentioned as DT. Yeah. His initials but, are DT. But the word T R U M P doesn't appear in the indictment, but he was referred to as DT. So he was 
uh, what the the indictment says makes Trump appear at the very best light as a peripheral figure in the entire thing. But, mm-hmm. but you bet your bottom dollar, bet anything yeah. that it goes deeper than that. So, well, and, and with Papadopoulos, uh, it's likely that he did more and told the feds more than his current charge suggests, right? Because if you look at his affidavit, it says, this does not include all the facts known to me regarding this offense. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a lot more that he knows. Papadopoulos would have had to promise the feds a senior Trump official in order to get a, to warrant a plea deal. Yeah. Page wouldn't do that, but but Papadopoulos did, you know. So um, you mean Gates? No, no, no. Page Carter Page. Oh, Carter Page. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't enough for Mueller to, uh, you know, like you going after Page would not be a big deal. You want someone higher up, like a Jeff Sessions. So, you know. Um, well, well, Manafort, we'll the, the weasel. I mean, they they want Manafort to cooperate, and you, they can they can get Trump via Manafort. They, possibly, they, they, they have him. They took away his passport, and they have him under house arrest. I don't arrest. think they need with Papadopoulos. I don't think they need Manafort to turn. Mm-hmm. I think they got him. I don't think they need him to turn. With Papadopoulos was everything. Yeah, that was the key to bringing the foundation of the Trump administration down because it's huge. Yeah. So and no Republican that, has come out today in defense of Trump. He probably right. had a secret meeting with, with the Republicans a few days ago and he probably asked them to come out in his defense. They're like, Nope. You're well, throwing, here, we're, we're not putting ourselves under the bus for you. You're disloyal. Here, here's the, yeah, no, I mean, here's the thing. In the next couple of weeks, look at this name. Sam Clovis is a huge name. He's probably going to be arrested very soon. Sam Clovis had ties. He was the one who hired Papadopoulos. And then uh, Jeff Sessions was his supervisor, and Paul Manafort was another supervisor. Uh, so if well, Papadopoulos think about if you remember cap, if you remember the ca- the campaign. Think about how much changed as soon as Manafort got on. Right after that, Pence. Got got involved in the campaign, right well, after yeah, that, that, that 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 the Russia talk started coming out very soon after because of Manafort's shady past with Russian oligarchs. the The narrative yeah. begins about Rush Trump Russia connections soon after Manafort gets gets involved in, right. in the Trump campaign. So so here's the thing. Here's the thing about and this is why he I keep going back to him because he's so important in his information in his statement in Papadopoulos' statement he said that he spoke to a supervisor and um obviously Mueller didn't use Papadopoulos to get Manafort so who else so it's either Clovis or Sessions so one of them is next so I think it's Sessions is one of the key targets of the Russian probe right because yeah. uh he recused himself uh, but he, yeah, yeah he recused himself but he might have avoided Papadopoulos. So it could be Sam Clovis. Uh, we'll see what happens. I with, think that, I think that but, Flynn's definitely next. Flynn's going to gonna get locked up. But um, yeah, well, I think could, that time is coming. But, yeah. I, you know, but it's weird in, that in, in the order of things. So I'm going to read this from, from the post as well. 
With the Manafort indictment, Mueller is sending a powerful signal to other potential witnesses. If those facing potential charges refuse to cooperate, Mueller is not going to dither around for months or simply move on. He will not hesitate to throw the heat where appropriate. By unveiling both of these cases on the same day, prosecutors are making it clear that it's smarter to be like Papadopoulos. Cut a deal mm-hmm. early and cooperate. So as, as the shitstorm's coming, and it's coming, it, it's like the, the, the Trump well, administration. Yeah, the Trump administration, you know, how do you attack that, that fortified position? Well, it, it seems like he's burning down the, the, the gates around it, getting peripheral, raising the heat outside of it. And it's, it's coming down, man. I, I, I was sent an article a few days ago from Alan saying that there's a, about a week ago, actually, saying to expect this thing to, to really accelerate by Thanksgiving. Well, it's not even it's the day before Halloween. Yeah. And it's, it's like an early Christmas, especially mm-hmm. if you've been dealing with the BS from deniers. If you've been dealing with people who were scoffing off the Trump-Russia connection, saying that it was a nothing burger, that there was nothing there, it's just so gratifying to, to just throw it in their face. Because, come on, man, you are a mark. You're a sucker. You fell for it. This the, you you well, voted for a con man and you got completely conned. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no difference between Trump followers and Jim Jones followers, but yeah. um, but like I was saying, if you can get if you can get Papadopoulos to get Clovis, Clovis can turn. Now Flynn has already offered, mm-hmm. so if he can but get Clovis, they they may not even need him. That's mm. the thing. Clovis has ties to Kislyak. So if Clovis has ties to Kislyak, and you have Flynn, and you have, uh, or you have Flynn, you have Clovis, and you have Manafort, they can. They are the three that could take Trump all the way to his knees. But I don't think it stops at Trump. Mm-hmm. I think it stops at Mercer. Robert Mercer. Yep, I think you're going to find that he holds the puppet strings to all of this. I think you're going to find that it's going to get all the way to the top. And that's why Mueller's starting right now. I mean, look, one of the first people he went after was not low level. It was campaign manager number two. Mm-hmm. From after the, after the so Wendowski, it was means, Manafort. Right. And so that means that he's not messing around. And what we see, nobody knew about Papadopoulos at all so there were no loose lips sinking ships they everybody kept that uh, a lid on it so imagine if we didn't know this low-level papadopoulos imagine what we don't know and imagine how many how many people at that level i mean if you're working for the trump campaign you got problems anyways but uh, but how many people like that does Mueller have how many, well, does, how many does he even need? Well, we don't know Three, what, what the deal five. with Clovis is. If Clovis turns, or he's already turned, and Manafort turns, and then Flynn has already agreed to flip, it's going to go up the chain. And we're going to find that, that it's, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get to Trump, and then it's going to get to Mercer. And Mercer is the one who funds, uh, like Breitbart, he mm-hmm. funds all that garbage. 
And if he can be taken down, then you're going to see some light at the end of the tunnel with the uh, Republican Party. So, um, and Trump is coming out and saying that he doesn't know who Papadopoulos is. But if you look at the history and you, you research the history, you'll find that Trump transitioned Papadopoulos into a Russian policy spokesperson after he learned that he was a, a Kremlin intermediary. He hadn't uh -huh. been that, but uh -huh. he positioned Papadopoulos once he knew that he was a So, you know, um, he, he was a key mouthpiece on his no Russian sanctions policy. So yeah. that fact alone establishes Trump was using Papadopoulos quite mindfully to communicate his sanctions plan to Putin and the Kremlin. So that's huge. That's huge news. Um, I mean, we could go on about this. It's huge. I mean, yeah, uh, there's nothing. Like this. Say there's nothing like this, and there's nothing to even compare it to. No. So, so when people like Monica, I was explaining to Monica today. So she said it's like Watergate. It's like Watergate was spying on your political opponents. This is getting assistance from a foreign government to put up a to rig an election. It was it yeah. was an attack yeah. on on the U.S. democratic process. The, yeah, it's 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 way bigger than than, than some something like Watergate. It's now, high treason. Now here's the other thing: Carter Page, who met with Congress and had a congressional hearing for five hours, and he's been under investigation, and he's met with Russian officials, and but he is either. Uh, uh, working with Mueller, or he's the dumbest man on the planet. Mm -hmm. He went on uh, Chris Hayes today on MSNBC, and he said that he uh, and Page admitted to meeting Papadopoulos several times during 2016. So we'll see what happens. If he was there and he did meet Papadopoulos, um, you know there there are some there are some things that he's going to have to answer for. So it's the truth it's only a matter of time it's only now that it's rolling we're going to see more arrests next week and we're going to see more arrests the following week and eventually it's going to get to trump now i don't think he's going to resign i don't think he has uh the uh the grace to resign um but I he's, think he's throwing you you can tell how much trump is sweating by how much distract how many distractions he's throwing with the JFK, or how stuff. much he hasn't tweeted today. After yeah. the Papadopoulos stuff came out, we didn't hear a word from him. Yeah, when he and said, he's the last thing we heard from him was no collusion this morning. Right, and that yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was in regards to Manafort, but he thought they had just gotten Manafort when he found out that they got Papadopoulos. This radio silence now. So my question is, let's say this is all said and done. Right, we know that Russia colluded. Today, the Pennsylvania district attorney filed suit to find the records of the voting booths to see if the voting booths were hacked. So let's say we find out that the states, the, the swing states that Trump won, were hacked by Russian operatives. Let's say Trump was in collusion with Russia. Let's say we're finding out Twitter came out today and they said, what was it, like, um, uh, there, there were millions of accounts that were, uh, I think it was 35% of Facebook accounts 
were subjected to Russian propaganda. Mm, yeah. Um, tw Twitter came out today and said, you know, we went from what 200 Russian bots to 2,000 something. Yeah. So and, and, and Facebook, bigger, bigger. Facebook had targeted ads for U.S. veterans and mm -hmm. people like my dad to yeah. give them to give them fake news and anti-Clinton right. propaganda. So here's the question that I have. After this is all said and done, and you know the dust settles, and we realize that we got the bad guys out of the White House, we're kind of on the road to building up our democracy again. But we know Russia has done this. What do we do with Russia? Do we treat, sanction the hell out of them, them to where they like have no a money? Hostile foreign, foreign okay, do you go to war? Is it an act of war? Nobody's ever attacked our democracy the way that Russia has. And so how do we send a message to them? Do we sanction them? Okay. Or do you put boots well, on the ground? Well, what do you do? This, this, is, this is scary territory. I am right. not. I'm not a. I am not a fan of war with Russia. It's what we avoided all through the Cold War. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna give the listener a little bit of historical context here. This whole, this entire event has led me to wanting to really study what happened in Russia after the Russian Revolution. And so I think I've I've brought up this book, The Gulag Archipelago, se several days. And and if you want to read that, if you want to. Get a full view of how bad it can get, how awful a ideology, a political ideology can go before it turns into absolute hell, hell on earth. The Russian people went through Soviet the Soviet government under Stalin. It came out of the other side at the fall of the Berlin Wall, Gorbachev and Reagan. And in the 90s, when Boris Yeltsin was president of the, the Russian government, you know, imagine your entire government falls, right? And you've been through hell, and you understand what, what suffering is. And, you, like, maybe not you, but your, your parents' generation went through the hell of, of Soviet Russia. And you're in a compromised position. You used to be at great world power. It was you and the U.S., so Boris Yeltsin and President Bill Clinton at the time, Yeltsin basically, in, in an effort to, to kind of reach out to Clinton, basically told him, please don't take advantage of our compromised position. You do that as a U.S. president by not expanding NATO, by keeping the sovereignty of, of Russia and respecting it. That's not what Bill Clinton did. Bill Clinton expanded NATO, took over territories that were previously unoccupied, and made sure that Rus the Russia of the 60s, 70s, and 80s was not going to happen again. What Putin did was come back as, from the aspect of a shrewd, cruel KGB, and like he said, former KGB is always KGB and said, well, let's see what's going on with the U.S. How can I extract revenge? Remember, we didn't live through the Cold War era in, in, in Russia like he did. But he saw Hillary Clinton coming in and said, I don't want her. She's going to, she's going to make things tough on me just like her husband did. So I see this fool, this useful idiot, 
I can get him propped up and he's going to be a terrible president. But there's this populist wave. How do I prop him up? What do I do? Well, I'm used to thug tactics, so I'm going to get a lot of money and pay the greediest motherfuckers in Washington a lot of money to make sure that this guy gets to be the president. And I'm going to use every tactic and the tactics that they use in Ukraine and other countries. And let's face it, Americans, tactics we used in the 50s in uh, Latin America that our CIA used in order to, to not make sure we had communist neighbors to the south of us. So we got screwed over by Russia this time. And what do we have? A terrible president who's a puppet, whose ego is out of control and can't stand that the legitimacy of his presidency is being questioned because his predecessor was a smart, successful black man that actually brought unity to people and actually pretended like, like he, not pretended, that actually was competent. And he said, hey, I could do it better. This is eating his, his wretched mind alive. But we have bigger problems than Trump. We have the problem of the Russian bear. And we have someone who... You could, I hate to call him comparable to, to Hitler or Stalin, but he's, he's a Hitler and Stalin for the new generation. Vladimir Putin is the enemy of the, of the United States, and Trump is his willing subordinate. And so what do you do when the dust settles? Up the sanctions, and if we have to go to war, we go to war. Okay. The Republic may not even stand the tension from this political situation we're in. Afterwards, we have to understand what we do, what we do about it. We talk about North Korea like they're a threat, but North Korea hasn't attacked us. We've been attacked by the Russian government under Vladimir Putin. And I say I, I say we allow the truth to come to light because what we need is those generals that Trump keeps hiring in his cabinet. We need them to assemble and say, well, let's sort this shit out. H.R. McMaster is a fiend. He's a, he's a war hero. He is the best ally we have in a war against a foreign nation. And we're not talking about some Middle Eastern nation that's third world. We're talking about Russia here. I say, so, I, so I, 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 I say we don't ground. cower, man. I'm not into cowering. So you think we situation. should have boots on the ground? Boots on the ground in Russia. Them. See, I think that would last forever. I'm saying, I'm, what I'm saying is I think we're already preparing for it. Yeah, I don't. See, I think, I think we have to sanction them. I think if we find out that they I don't a, want war, man. They didn't just affect our our country, but they I know that they tried to meddle in France's election. They're 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 to... a pestilence on the face of the earth. Not well, Russian people, Russia is. but the government Putin, of right? Russia. Vladimir yeah, Putin yeah. is a pestilence upon the face right. of the earth. And he should be dealt with. I'm saying it oh, now. I don't know. I'm not afraid of him. Militarily. And it's easy for me to say, cushy in right. my walled city. 
and the person, the guy that gets his, and we can almost laugh at how he gets his political opponents, you know, executed. But man, you know, you ever wonder that maybe Manafort's under house arrest because they don't want him to get assassinated? What might he say? Well, well I think even if even if he didn't, I mean, first of all, he posted bail, so and there there's protection for him around the clock, but. The house arrest is because they can't let him go anywhere. Same thing with Page. Uh, yeah, he's going to split. Both, or not Page, but um, what's the other guy? I can't think of his name. Gates? The other Gates. Gates. Yeah. Is it Gates? Um, Rick Gates. They're both. Yeah, they can't, they, can't, uh, they can't go anywhere because if he were to take off to Russia, you know. And here's the other thing. Manafort owed $60 million to a Russian oligarch. So I think what we're going to find out is we are going to find out that there, Trump's acumen, political acumen, is very low. And you have tons of people who attach themselves to him. It's just like the story of Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was this kid who you know, made it big by boxing. And what happened? After D'Amato died, he surrounded himself with horrible people. And those people influenced him, stole his money, took advantage, and he ended up where he ended up. Trump, I think, is the same situation. He, he was a phenomenon. He wasn't, his, like I said, his political acumen was not very good. And the people who were leeches knew they could take advantage of that, and he went right along with it. And so I think you're going to see that Manafort completely manipulated him but like i'm not i'm not but giving you Trump you a as, you as a conscientious human being who understands legal versus illegal would say well hell no i'm not going to i'm not going to well, get involved in, again, in getting I mean, propped up even if i win the presidency if i do it with assistance from a foreign government that i would don't be, even think he gets that I no yeah I, that's my point yeah my, my, my point is that he, he just, doesn't care but the thing well, is, I don't think the, he, tr- the truth comes out, think, and it catches up with everybody. You can't bend the nature of reality and get away with it. I don't right. think anybody gets away with that. He didn't care. Say it again? I think he's just so stupid that oh. he didn't know. I said, I, I just think, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, I said, I just think he's so stupid that he just went right along with it, like an idiot. I don't think anybody told him, hey, colluding with Russia is a bad thing. Of course. Uh, He's so emotionally uh, and underdeveloped. Yeah. And so these people, Manafort was like, I owe $60 million to a Russian oligarch. And if I don't do anything, you know what? I might end up dead. So you know what? He decided to bring on people that would collude with Russia, give Russia information, to wipe his debt away. Flynn wanted to make some extra money on the side. That's why he got into the stuff that he got into. You know, the list goes on and on. I mean, Gr- greedy traders. I think history will look back. Well, yeah, and you'll look back in you know fifty years, and you'll say this guy was an absolute idiot, and everybody took advantage of him. Republicans took advantage of him in the Senate and in the Congress, and Manafort took advantage of him, and Bannon took advantage of him. I mean, the, the list goes on and on, and he was complicit in all of this, but. Because he's an idiot, he didn't put his foot down and yeah. say enough is enough. You're, you're, seven, so you're 70 undoing. years old. You're 70 years old. You should 
have a better idea of how to conduct yourself. You can't use excuses like, oh, I, I, I just didn't know. Well, you know what? You ought to know. You ought to have it yeah. figured out by now. Well, that won't, yeah, he won't, that won't fly. I mean, it won't fly. Uh, I, I have more faith, I have more faith than you do that he'll resign. I yeah, think as, I know. I think as, as as soon as you 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 say, you know what, buddy, you're in real trouble, and you can you may rot the rest of your days in jail. But, That's but either either way, he will. I mean, even if he resigns, he's still gonna go. I mean, so I think he's stubborn enough and stupid enough to fight it till the very end, and they're gonna have to, you know. They're going to have to drag him out. And I think that that's probably what it's going to come to. I think he's just so stupid that, you, you, um, you know what he, I, I was actually listening to this, uh, to this podcast today. I, I'm going to tie this back in about which, which, uh, army was better. The first world war German army or the second world war German army. And the argument from Dan Carlin was that, the Nazis themselves made the Second World War army worse. The government of the First World War was, had this tradition that reached back before Prussia, right? They were like a, a well-oiled machine with the military kind of acumen. Hitler, and I, I always talk about him, and, and it, it's actually a, a, a decent comparison. I'm not, I'm not doing the, the over-the-top Hitler comparison here because it really is relevant. You, you question everything Hitler did unless you understand his worldview. Hitler had, was a conspiracy theorist that thought that Jews were running the world. He thought that Russia and the communist, the communist nation of Russia was a global Jewish plot. He thought that Roosevelt in the U.S. was a Jewish covert operation and he wanted and he he the, the worst mistake that hitler ever did it wasn't just attacking russia it was declaring war on the u.s we didn't re- declare war on him first it doesn't make any sense until you look at his wild conspiracy theory worldview hitler also recruited people onto his team that didn't deserve to be there the second in command uh hernan goring he was the worst general he he got in just because hitler liked him but he was absolutely uh he was in charge of the luftwaffe and he completely failed and that and that 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 army in that and that division of the german army should not have failed just like he got jared kushner on it's nepotism it's if i i like you then you're going to be on my team the parallels are are so numerous and so i'm not and i'm not saying that uh, that Trump wants to kill six million Jews, but you can tell where his heart lies when it comes to things like Charlottesville and white nationalism and how he refuses to distance himself. You can tell where his racist world conspiracy theory worldviews are in his attitude toward Puerto Rico. You see the nature of his vacuous soul in his approach to those policies. We have a very troubled person in our White House, and he needs, to, he needs to step down. He's in way over his head. And you know what? This coup, you know, he might have pulled it off, but he was too stupid to make it last. 
So, all right. So, in comparing him to someone like Hitler, Hitler never resigned, and he knew the end was coming. He shot himself, but he didn't have right. nukes is the thing. He didn't what? <laughs> he didn't have nukes. Think about yeah, this, well, too. Think about this, too, Chad. Say that uh, Hitler actually is not a racist, but he still has control of the, of, of the, of the army, of the German army. What would he do? He would recruit Albert Einstein, who is Jewish, to work on the beginnings of the atomic bomb. He would actually get German Jewish soldiers in the army. It was because of his wild conspiracy theories that he didn't actually win. Right. Okay. So my thing is, but he never resigned. And that's my point about Trump. If we're comparing Trump, Trump Trump will, will nuke the world before he kills himself. Oh, see, I don't think he—he he wouldn't have the capability. I don't think anybody would allow him to touch that red button. What do you do? Like, if you're General tackle, Kelly, do you tackle him? Yeah, I think they would literally tackle him to the ground. I don't think they would allow it to happen. They would never. I—I I think that when it comes to that, they would put their bodies on the line. There's no you, possible. You—you you, you bet. Yeah. So if you're asking, you bet your ass Hitler would nuke the world before he. Or yeah, at least no. nuke his enemies with the capability that he had before he kill himself. Because wait, the, wait, the, 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 the viewpoint of a person like that is, if I'm going down, I'm going to take as many people down as I can with me. Just but, like we did about two episodes ago. Right. But then again, like you said, you weren't really comparing him to Hitler as far as what he was, what his mindset was. But you were comparing him to his... Like his behavior, his behavior, so, his conspiracy so his, theory. Like his, you take the Nazis as a whole, and they operated in an inept and opulent and like a a, a caddy fashion, just like this White House right now. Backstabbing, petty, greedy, entitled fuckwads. <laughs> That's how the Nazi Party in the in the upper ranks operated. Right. Okay, but what I'm saying is when you take someone like Hitler, he refused to resign, right? Mm -hmm. And you take someone like Trump, yeah, he's not going to go down without a fight. And that yeah. fight is not going to be military force. It's just going to be him folding his arms and not leaving the White House. It's like It'll be him set, sitting there saying, absolutely not. He'll get on Twitter the night before or while there are people outside ready to bring him in, and he is going to try to rile up his supporters. But at that point, the evidence to. would be so against him. Yeah, the he's, he's already trying so... to. He's he's already trying to throw all kinds of distract balls. That's what that's what you look for. All right, you want to know the nature of his being. Is he trying? And maybe you're right. Maybe his radio silence after Papadopoulos was like, yeah, that's when things get real deep. When he doesn't even have distractions. That means mm -hmm. Kelly took his phone. Well, <laughs> Kelly took his phone, or you know. They just know his attorneys have finally gotten to him and said, you want to implicate yourself anymore? Then, then tweet. If yeah. you don't, then shut up. What are you I mean, it's, Ivan it's Ivanka's birthday today, and he didn't even tweet anything out. So there must be something going on, because He's usually you would see, see him say something like, No, there, you know, there's a meltdown oh in the West Wing, believe you me. Yeah, well, there are reports that he's seething right now, and he's having a fit uh, over this. Mm -hmm. Because he he probably knew Manafort was going to go. He knew it, right? Yeah. But he didn't know anything about Papadopoulos. And that is the beginning of the foundation crumbling around him. I, I, and, I, I would like to, to, to picture Mueller kind of viewing the mind of Trump 
and saying, what can I do to psychologically terrorize this petty, pathetic little man? And he said, well, okay, Mueller, but let, let, let's throw this little little thing. And, and I don't think it's even his full hand. Let's throw no, Papadopoulos no. at him. This was, Papadopoulos was, was, was his trump card mm-hmm. because you can't, this is, this is the crux of the indictment. This is the crux of the, the foundation falling. If he's worn a wire, if he has information, if he can turn Clovis, if he can do any of those things, then that's the end of it. Now, there are going to be other pieces that are going to happen, right? You're going to see Flynn, probably Flynn Jr. The list will go on and on. Probably, hopefully Pence, and maybe even Paul Ryan. Yeah, uh, So, yeah, so, but, you know, we're not even close to being done. But, I mean, with Manafort being arrested, we're halfway we're halfway there. I mean, that's huge. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I think there's, there's other things that, that need to happen as well. And I don't know how we would go by doing it because in a certain level, we do the same exact thing, but you take someone like Sean Hannity and I always call him Tokyo Rose. Yeah. Because he explain to the listener, uh, Tokyo Rose. So if you don't know who Tokyo, Tokyo Rose is, is she was uh, she was on uh, military radio, but she was like uh, a Japanese propagandist at the time. So when our soldiers were at war in Japan, and I'm not doing it justice. There's a full story. You should check it out. It's really interesting. But she would get on the radio while our troops were at war in Japan and say things like, oh, you know, here's a song for you guys. I know you miss home. Her, her point, her purpose was to make them homesick and to doubt the reason they were there. And she would do that by saying things like, oh, this song, you know, you probably listened to this song when you were back in the United States. Oh, your wives are probably all cheating on you right now. And it was the purpose was to drop morale and to make the soldiers think that they shouldn't have been there. It's a and, game, yeah. Right, and so, you know, is Sean Hannity our current version of Tokyo? Rose, I say so because he's inciting people yeah. and lying to them and not giving them the truth. I watched him tonight. You know, Fox News didn't cover um, Manafort's arrest at all today. As a matter of fact, they talked about a uh, GIF uh, or an emoji cheeseburger. The cheeseburger emoji. Yeah, that was big news. Yeah. That was their thing today. And so you know, they talked about that, but they didn't talk about Manafort. They talked about Hillary, and they talked about the uranium, and that's for a whole other other day. Uh, I think we should be able to, maybe next week, or when we do it again, we should give people talking points, because if people, you know, start bringing it up, there's ways to fight that, because it's a bullshit argument. Yeah. And you can definitely diffuse the, yeah, the yeah, conversation. The, the, the Hillary use. card, right? That's the one they always that's play. That's all it is. That's yeah, all they, they have to play, honestly. Mm-hmm. You say treason, they say Hillary. Yeah. Every time. And so, and that's fine because that's all they have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same point, you're giving fake that's, news. That's and... not support for Trump. That's not support for colluding with a foreign government to rig our election. Yeah. Well, and, and so for him to come out and not report what's going on in the news, but report his own opinion of what's going on. And rile up supporters of, of Trump's and to get them all 
you know, angry over Hillary and start saber rattling about Hillary, you know, that's propaganda. That's state TV. And Fox today proved they were absolutely state TV. They were all about propaganda. And, you know, what happens? You know, is that freedom of speech? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But then again, what do you do? I mean, the news is opinion pieces now. That's it. It's not real news. CNN, look, I get my news from CNN. I get my news from MSNBC. But I also, you know, get my news from reading and delving into topics, you know, finding out, you know, people's opinions and then kind of forming my own through the information that I'm given. But if you really kind of boil CNN and MSNBC and Fox down to its lowest point, all it is is talking heads, sharing their opinion, and arguing back and forth. And that brings ratings. It's kind of like a political Jerry Springer. And so people that are political heads or want to have arguments on Facebook or Twitter watch these so they could steal the talking points and get back or, onto or their social media. It's way easier than thinking for yourself. Right. And so you know, what do you do? Because it is state TV at this point. It's state TV at this point. It's riling up people, uh, you know, for him to go off about Hillary to the point where his voice was shaking today. I mean, he was off the rails. And then, you know, his lineup for his show was Newt Gingrich. Now, this is, okay, I it, love here's this. the thing. I love this. Go ahead. Yeah, so here's the thing. Sean Hannity is all about Apple pie, America, conservative, you know, uh, Christian values. His first guest is, um, it wasn't, uh, I'm trying to think who was, very, his first guest was an attorney that didn't feel that, you know, there was, a, there was nothing there for Manafort. So he went off the end. Then it went to Newt Gingrich. Now, mind you, what Hannity stands for, but he takes the opinion of a man who left his first wife while she was recovering from cancer. The most left his amoral wife, man in Washington. Left his second wife yeah. because uh, while he cheated on his second wife while his second wife was diagnosed with MS and now has a third wife. So that scratches and, and, uh, him out completely as far as a moral authority on oh, this but country. He, he, Hannity doesn't care. Hannity's, no, like, no. Like, like you will forgive all your sins if you agree with what his opinion is. But go see his new Christian movie because yeah. that's what he was plugging. You yeah. know, Christian values. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, it's not Christian values. Well, wasn't when you have wasn't Newt Gingrich the guy that praised Mueller and said that now everybody yeah, Mueller is a man of great integrity? Yeah, well, and he's a big phony. But you you can't sit there and say I love. Uh, go see my Christian film, mm. but I'm going to have Newt Gingrich on who cheated on two of his wives. Then his next guest was Sebastian Gorka, who is a Nazi sympathizer and shouldn't even be in this this country. He should not be allowed to be here. Uh, he is a member of the alt-right. He has uh, ties to Nazi organizations. And he said the other day that we should execute Hillary Clinton of her uh, ties to uranium in Russia. Now, if Hannity wants to praise his Christian movie and Calling then do murder. that, yeah, and yeah, and then he praises Sebastian Gorka and they're sitting there laughing on TV. You, you know, Is that something? I, 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 I am so done with the right that is in support for Trump. Uh, that, that, that is that is just 
so willfully ignorant. Yeah. So 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 oh, the, the, the hypocrisy that that you that you brought up, Chad. I'm so beyond that. You don't get an opinion. You were wrong. You were so, dead okay, so, wrong. All right, of you. So all of you, you that 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 so supported thought that? it was a good idea. How do you prevent it from happening? How do you get your? How, how do you? Okay, do so you their their opinion up? doesn't matter, but they're still going. They're still going to vote. But the thing is, they're the only the only option, man, is to work on yourself, and to make yourself more informed and more smart, so that when you face this dark ignorance, you're armed. Okay. okay. Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. We live in California, so we're in a very liberal place with a lot of diversity, and we kind of have our finger on the pulse of where the country should go. But if we lived in Alabama, not saying there's anything wrong with Alabama, if we have a listener yeah, from yeah. Alabama, but if there's right wing people from Alabama, Confederate waving yahoos that are not educated, that are listening to this they become brainwashed and it's poisonous. So how do you prevent that from happening? Let them know that they are a target and that they're playing directly into the hands of the enemy, which is not the liberals, but it is Russia. Right. Right. But inform them, let the truth come to light, man. Just allow the truth and lead by example. But here's the thing. Be informed. I guarantee you the peace. Some of the people, and I don't want to mention any names, but some of the people I allow to talk on my Facebook are Trump supporters. And I allow that because we want to know, we don't want to be living in a bubble. We want to know where the Trump supporters are coming from. Even if this whole thing goes down and we find out that everybody is guilty, their answer is going to be, well, now it's time to go after Hillary. Well, they're never going to well, see the course, light. Of course, of course they, they are. So and they're gonna feel like like Hillary is the demon. so, so you you are familiar with the Myers Briggs personality test? I think I brought I brought this up before. Like conservatives tend to be very high in conscientiousness and very low on trait openness. So they like borders. They like things closed off. They figure that you know exchange with foreigners leads more a of a, it's more prob leads to more problems than solutions. So do you think that people who are low in openness, high in conscientiousness? Do you think they really want to admit that they were suckers? No, but, but there, ha, here's the thing. We can't allow there to be state TV. We, I mean, it should be illegal. So yes. what do we do to get around that? Here's the other thing. One of the things that's probably going to solve that problem is when all of this is wiped away, we're not going to, at least for a while, have someone as right-wing, crazy nut job as Trump. We'll have a moderate... Republican that will come in there and say, enough of this bullshit, we are going to work together and we are going to not argue and we're not going to fight each other on this stuff. And that's what needs to happen. A moderate Republican needs to step up and be a leader. And John Huntsman, I like John Huntsman. I think he's a great conservative. I like him a lot. I'm not a Republican, but I respect John Huntsman. And I think he would have been great for this country. Kasich's good. I think he's a little out of touch, uh, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying though. Yeah, he's you, a moderate you don't get that would probably hence you don't get theologues like 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 Ted Cruz because that, right. that 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 right. that's you you know what what, what the, Trump's legacy is going to be many things, but I think he's going to burn up the usage of the far right base. I think he's going to burn it and exhaust it, and I think people are going to judge you based on how you voted 
with, with you voted for a Russian stooge or you spoke out against what you saw as plain, right. plain treason. And, and here's the I, other- I, can't, I can't even stand my, my, my friends that I respect, but stay silent about it. You know what? Say something. What side of history are you going to be on? Right. Seriously, um, I, I know you don't get into politics. I know you don't want to alienate people, but don't you can't be centrist about treason. You're right. There's right. no there's no two sides about treason. Hang um, these people. I, I'm I'm saying I'm saying this. I'm I'm not saying this calling for their assassination. I'm saying let's follow the laws in the Constitution. High treason should be guilty by hanging. You well, don't sell out this nation for for your own interests, for your own greed. Yeah, I, I think there's, I, I think, In I think court what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to have someone who embraces. You have to have a Republican that embraces everybody, and everybody loves that person, but they're a moderate, and and. I think that time is coming. I think after yeah. all of this is said and done, everybody's going to be so sick of the rhetoric that the, the far right is spewing, mm-hmm. and they're going to see through the bullshit that you know it'll change. But um, you know, it's gonna you, you know who time. I think could could really win in this country? Somebody who's actually conservative but is into responsibility, response, personal responsibility, personal accountability integrity, treating people fairly. Maybe they're into a strong government, but say, listen, I'm no liberal, but I'm, I'm somebody who's, who's into traditional values of pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Let's have an equity of opportunity for people, not equity of outcome, because that never happens. Okay, it's just a law of nature. You know, certain people do more work, right? But let's have an, an equal opportunity of of the equal chances of opportunity for for people give everybody a fair shake but let's let's not let's ignore what's going on far to the right and far to the left i think you can get a conservative who wins if they stand for those values and they're not bought right it has to be a moderate it has to be a moderate someone that can work with moderate uh, right maybe moderate Mm -hmm. left but the left have been so demonized in this country that you, it's really hard to get somebody who's blue, who's Democrat, who can get in touch with the American working class. That's well, where, here's the thing. That's where Hillary Clinton failed. Well, and that's where she failed. I mean, yeah. uh, if it would have been Biden, it would have been a different story, I think. I yeah. think she just didn't. But you got to remember, 70% of connect. this country voted for Hillary. Yep. You know, so uh, I don't think the Dems would lose. I just think, well, we don't know if there was hacking with the voting booths. And, and if there was, then, you know, it's a moot point. But if, let's say, the voting booths weren't hacked, you know, what does that mean? Well, it means that Hillary didn't connect with enough people to come out and vote. And that wasn't the problem. It wasn't that the right overwhelmed the votes. I think she lost by what? A total of 40,000 votes? Uh, a very narrow margin. It was a very narrow margin. And you know what? That's really questionable. Because she lost right. states so, that she should have had. Yeah, and so that's, so that's the thing. So let's say it was totally legit and he won. She didn't appeal to people to come out and vote. Now you have to get the next person to come out and appeal to the voters. And they'll come out. They'll come out like they did for Obama. You know, it'll happen. 
-hmm. But uh, and we're going to see, you know, what's going to be a big test is this uh, November 4th. There's an election around the country. And that election is going to decide whether Roy Moore wins or. uh, uh, There's a a guy in Rudy Ray Moore named Ralph Ralph Northam. Yes, Rudy Ray Moore. Um, Ralph Northam. And uh, he's running against a guy named Ed Gillespie, who's a Republican. He's beating Ed Gillespie in the polls. So that's huge. Now, if we we're going to see if if the Democrats. You know, we're going to see if they do and these people win overwhelmingly and the Democrats win, then that's a big deal. But if they don't, then I have I'm very worried about 2018. If they don't come out to vote now. For this minor election in different states that are that are that are taking place, 2018. I don't know if I have hope for because people by now should be all over it, and we should win. You know, uh, you know, even if it's by a little, we should have as many people as we can coming out. There should be four-hour lines to vote. So we'll see what happens on November 4th this year. You know, that's just a minor precursor to 2018 and 2020 so and we can't always put our money into Mueller either here's the thing like we have to do it ourselves because if we don't learn from our mistakes Mueller might save the day this time but what happens and I guarantee you down the line there is someone watching Trump's antics that is a Republican that is saying you know what he's made so many mistakes I'm learning from his mistakes but I'm going to do exactly what he, he did but even better. Well, we have to watch then, out for that. We have to watch right. out really, really carefully for someone who has maybe a modicum of his ability to engage with people's pathos, right. but also yeah. smarter what and happened? can actually get away with it. What this, what this was, it was a, it was a coup. We we've lived through a coup, and it's going to shake out that way in years to come. But it, he yeah. wasn't. He, yeah. But but. You know, you can't bend the nature of reality like you have and have it not snap back at you and you suffer the consequences. That's what's happening right now. But someone crafty enough could hide it for long enough before the, the wool gets re- from oh, That's from what I'm saying. They've created a blueprint of how to get to that point and rile up the idiots of this country and brainwash them to the point where anything he does, nothing's going to happen. So, you know, that's the scary person. The next person that follows in his footsteps and then follows the blueprint but makes some corrections, that is the scariest person that we're going to ever have to deal with. And I don't know if it's going to be in 10 years or it's going to be in 50 years, but eventually someone's going to come along and they're going to see that blueprint and they're going to say, okay, it worked for him. Let's try to figure it out. So we'll see. Hopefully, you know, there's there's a lot of things that need to change. There's a lot of we it's time to update our country as far as free speech, as far as uh, the uh, Electoral College, as far as the power that the president has in the White House, as far as, uh, you know, um, the committee members for the Intel Committee and everything else. This changed the game. For our status quo, for the you know since you know seventeen seventy six, yeah, we we need an update. Things are broken, right? And, and, and they they need to get fixed, right? All right, so man. I know we gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go, we gotta buddy. Go, but I want to tell you, I want to tell you, I saw uh, Hamilton. Yeah, I think man. we talked about 
I, you and I talked about this, but uh, and it's a great musical. I didn't think it lived up to. I didn't think it would live up to the hype, and everything about it totally did. So if you can get tickets, I know they're super expensive, and but there's also an app that you can go and you can sign up for like sweepstakes that they have every day, and you can get two tickets that only cost you ten dollars, and they're really good seats, like second row. So. Uh, you have to get the app and download it. But anyway, I was reading about Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about how if he would have become president, if he wouldn't have died in the duel, he would have beat Jefferson because he was that popular at the time. And he would have beat Jefferson. And what would have happened was a couple of things. Number one, he would have driven the English out of Canada. And we would have ended up having the United States of North America, because he was an amazing general, an amazing uh, soldier, and he was brilliant. So we would have ended up having Canada. The other thing is he had planned to abolish slavery, and he had a 25-year plan to abolish it. He's fascinating. He's he's the most well-known person to make a difference in our country that has never been president. Yeah. He's one person. One person, Alexander Hamilton, by himself, was able to create our banking yeah. financial system. Yeah, he created That's amazing. Yeah. And they tried to undo it, but it was so complex, they couldn't. So, you know, it was pretty amazing. The stuff that you can research yeah. about him. He was pretty brilliant. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, was- I, I've actually taught uh, some of my students some songs from Hamilton. Uh, it's, it's, it's a big hit. I haven't been able to see it. I don't know how soon I'll be able to get out of the house. Given, yeah, yeah, given... and it's so hard to get tickets. I yeah, mean, yeah. you can go on StubHub, and tickets are like two thousand dollars. Yeah, a piece. So you know what? One I of mean, these days, I'll they'll make a movie about it. <laughs> Just like yeah, no, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, but in the meantime, you can watch it on you know you can watch it on YouTube, and you can listen to the soundtrack, and it's fantastic though. It's it's absolutely brilliant. The music is really complex. I yeah, mean, it's, you and it's, I it's, it's good musical. Too. It's good musical stuff, man. Lin Manuel. Miranda is pretty awesome. Hey man, He's super talented. Hey man, I'm gonna have to let you go. We're, we're going about an hour, so uh, thanks for okay. listening, everybody. Uh, tweet us, let us know what you thought, and we'll talk to you later. Take care of yourselves. Bye. The Wiretap is produced by Phil Romo and Chad Costello. Logo and artwork by Jasmine Michelle Designs. Recorded in Burbank, California.